Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Just from that phone with the shitty mics. All right. And then this one records with these mics, and I'll upload it later. So I I use the live privileges because I just got them, right? Right. And, you know, if you're trying to build a following, then I guess, you know, people, hopefully they get used to seeing Thursday nights at 7 because... That's the way to go. Usually I'm here anyways because Crowder comes on at 8. He's on probably Christmas break still. And then McKinnis comes on at 9. And I'm a subscriber to McKinnis. He's the first guy that I actually paid for content. I think he's a fucking scream. (laughs) Absolutely. One of the funniest guys going right now. And... So I, I, I tend I to watch like Crowder's kind of hit and miss, but he's got a real high production value. He's funny. He's got some good skits. He ran from Sam Cedar though, eh? Well, I, I see. I'm I didn't know these guys beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Like when they he, were uh, like when even when McInnes was with Rebel, I I saw a little bit of him, but I really I wasn't I familiar with Compound out, Media and stuff like he, that. He he just goes after like. High school kids and college kids. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah and yeah. trying to, to embarrass them, right? Yeah. Like crazy progressive. Uh, and it's kids, easy to do right? because, yeah. And that's his whole shtick. And so Sam, he, he, Sam Cedar said, uh, why don't you debate me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so he said, yeah. He said, contact my people. Yeah. So Sam Cedar contacted his people. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he wasn't going to debate him. He's like, no, I'm and not. it became a thing. It was called uh, Cold Feet Crowder. It's a hashtag. Yeah? It's a hashtag. Cold okay. Feet Crowder. You, should... right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds good when all these guys are like, yeah, come on, debate me. I don't know, everyone wants to debate each other. What For what? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, if you want to debate, you go it's get cool. yeah. That's good. All right. Everyone wants to debate each other. Yeah, you know, you know what, and that's well, uh, that's fine. Yeah. I, I guess if if you're trying to educate someone, then I think a debate is is good. You know, if yeah, the kids but, are sitting around watching two people debate, I think that's valuable. Yeah, I think so um, too. But I think when you know you get these hosts like Shapiro demanding that AOC debate him. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, if Shapiro wants to debate AOC, she's a congresswoman. Yeah, get yourself elected to Congress. You can debate her every day. That'll be a job. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, stay, you know, stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> so are we live now? Yeah, we've been live since. We just went live. Uh, let's see how long we've we been live for. Oh, there's no timer on it. We're live. Yeah, it doesn't look too bad. A couple bald guys sitting around yeah. bullshitting each other. Right. <laughs> Telling each other lies. So, Ben Wilby, thanks Jim. for coming on. Check, take, let, you know, when you do one of those things. Uh, and I, as I said to you before we started rolling, thanks for being the bigger man. And uh, just pull that thing up closer to you. Up closer? Yeah, like, yeah, like a fist. Mo- oh, wait, yeah. I just want to make sure the audio is good. So, yeah. 
uh, we go at it online all the time, and I got to apologize because um, I'm a hateful person. <laughs> I'll acknowledge it. I, I I don't think many people do. Um, I have some specifically placed hate. It, it doesn't move too much, but it, it, it's fluid a little bit. Um, and I don't know why I saw this coming. But when Trump was elected, I just made a deal with myself. I wasn't going to generate any new hate for that man. And I wasn't going to waste any of my valuable hate that I have placed other places with him. <laughs> because I, I hated Stephen Harper hard. And I was also way more left back then. Right. And so it was easy to hate a guy on the right. But it, there were so many things wrong with it. And now, you know, I, I say hate. I, figuratively, it's not really hate because I don't know the people. Uh, you know, I don't have a lot of time for Justin Trudeau right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, um, and then on social media, it's so easy to hate from afar. And I love you, man. You're a good friend of mine. And then yeah. you, all you got to do, and this is the thing. This is why I stay off Facebook. Well, I don't post the, like, I go crazy on Twitter because no. I feel like no one knows me out there. Yep. And the trolling on Twitter, I expect. And I expect hate on Twitter. Twitter's a place for that. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I get it on Facebook, too. But the, yeah. when it comes from people on Facebook, these people actually know me. <laughs> and then it hurts. Right. Really bad. Yeah. Like, and I can't, I've been trying, and I, I've been successful at some level of, like, just saying I don't fucking care. Mm -hmm. Because I shouldn't really care that much. Here, here's the deal. Because if you care about the hate, then that means you care about the love, too. Yeah. And then you are a, a product of what people say about you. Who wants to be that fucking guy? Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, you, you, you put yourself out there. Yeah. You know, if you're taking controversial positions and you're saying controversial things, you, people are going to chirp up. And I don't time. find... And I, I, sometimes I've watched other people do it mm -hmm. and I've just sat back thinking, mm -hmm. okay, I don't need to get involved here. Someone else is... And I don't find yeah. that the, 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 a lot of the things that, like, I don't say many controversial things. Like, I have beliefs that I won't say on Twitter because I don't want it. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, I skirt it when, you know, I, you know I'm a, I've been a realtor for 25 years, but I'm actually looking for work. Like, you know, I, I'm a little burned out. I'm good at it, but I don't like it so much. And, and if you believe in a higher power, I believe I've been getting messages on the steady to get out. Uh, you know, uh, just everything else. is a nightmare, and I'm burned out. I don't have – when you're this close to telling your best friends to F.O., you know yeah. that you're at the end of your rope, and I don't want to be that guy. So, And I'm not passionate. I've never been really passionate about it, and, I'm, and I've not, not really been driven by money, so I don't have the drive to go hustle my ass off out there. And so as a result, oh, you know, I run for mayor. I do a YouTube show. I sit with guys like you because yeah. I, I like doing this, and I f feel like – I owe it to myself and the people around me and the universe to say what I feel, what I, what my truth is. What, not my truth. Yeah, what I believe truth is. I guess it's my truth. But I heard Biden say the other day, there's facts. And then there, no, we, we don't care about facts. We care about truth. He said something like this. I'm like, dude, right. what? Yeah, like it's it, subjective I, I Yeah, I guess. So yeah. I, I really appreciate Thanks you so. going, hey, mate. You know, maybe we should stop sniping at each other <laughs> out here and get together. And if you want to roll your fucking cameras too, little man, no, you didn't say that, but you know, I get, I get it. And then it's the inference and it's the meaning that you add to it. I, I get that, 
you know, Landmark Forum really taught me that uh, we are meaning-making machines. Mm-hmm. We add meaning to everything. Yeah. You know, two plants grow up beside each other like this. One dies. This that, It doesn't affect this guy. Because, mm-hmm. well, they're not conscious, obviously, but... We'll come up for a reason. We add yeah. meaning to everything. So you say to me... Well, what do you like? There's this meta, meta, whatever. There's two guys, meta, more. I think he, he dresses like the devil. He's he's um, he's somebody's wife. Mephistopheles. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I think it, I think it's a. It must be like a Greek word for devil, or uh, you know. And so, if you say to me, "Oh, there you go, beating up on you know schoolgirls again," I'm like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said that I so Megan Rapone or whatever her name is. I t- I'm not. Yeah, I saw uh, I, Megan Rapinoe. What did I say? Uh, well, no, I just saw an interview. I so I like I, I I find it hard to not go to the cringe stuff. I'm like I don't like her. Right? Yeah, I, I don't like the word her, po- her politics about that when I saw it. But I didn't. Think so I, I clicked on it, it, and then yeah. she's like, "I'm like, and it's like, and 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 you know, like, and then my bike, and I'm like, what yeah. are we fucking twelve? Like, stop. That's what she's a soccer player. Yeah. I mean, you watch any soccer player in an interview that's not, it, even if it is about soccer, they're they're barely articulate. Mm. If it isn't about soccer, it's this mean girls thing, and right? I'm like, and I'm you know, like, and I'm like, and I'm really like, I, you, it drives me player. crazy. I hear it on six ten all the time. I want to pull my freaking hair out. It's yeah. just, it just, I don't. It's just me. So I click on it. So I do this. I'm like, I'm up, and I tweet this out. Right. Well, he comes over and says, "Oh, you're picking on kids again." <laughs> Picking on kids. <laughs> Did you even look at who I'm talking to here? No, she's an adult. She's 34. She's, she's a world yeah. champion. I think yeah. she could defend herself. No, I, didn't, I didn't go there. I didn't go. I saw so, and I thought about it, and I thought, oh, you know. I thought, I thought at least she's white this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this, you know, this idea, okay, so I've come up. In 1993, I ran as a Green Party candidate, and I ran, you know, I, I don't need to tell you this, but I was a robot for the Greens. I didn't have an educated debate on capital punishment, on abortion. I just kind of fell in line with what they taught me to say, and that's what they want. Hey, it doesn't matter what your personal beliefs are. Mm. You tow the the platform. And so I was pro-choice. But, you know, I've grown in my faith, and I'm, I'm grateful for that because I was a cafeteria Catholic all my life, confirmed all the way up, hated religion class hated church hated all of it confession communion this the mass i just i'd be looking at, i passed out in one of them at saint alfred's church passed out cold at the back and and i've really grown i enjoy my church now it's like a pentecostal it's i call it rock and roll pretty church because the half the first half it's is central, like a right? yeah yeah it's like yeah. a rock concert the first half yeah i call it and so I got a men's group there, which has done unbelievable things for support. And it's not like we sit around and talk about God. And, well, we do a lot, but it's mostly just a men's group that's based in faith, right? So I watch Crowder. Probably it changed my mind. You know, and yeah, he's debating high school or university kids, and yeah, it's not really a fair fight because he's well educated, well researched. He's got all his scripts down, and these kids are half his age, and they don't they don't have all the stuff, and they think they have everything. So it's easy to make them look bad. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But I realized, and this is, you know, this is why uh, why I enjoy talking to a guy like you because it's okay to have different opinions. 
I like to go, okay, so let's back up a little bit and find out where we agree and where the fork, where we mm -hmm. split, you know, because if we're talking abortion, we can say, for instance, um, I'm against late-term abortion, anything after six months. Get your shit together. If you can't figure it out by six months, you shouldn't be able to get an abortion after six months unless it's life-threatening medical procedure. And I think most pro-life, pro-choice people would agree with that position. I think that debate can get confused because every yeah. country you go to, that's different, mm -hmm. right? So you'll get a debate, a loud argument from the United States. Mm -hmm. Their rules are different from here. Yeah. Well, we don't have any and rules. Then, I didn't even know that. Europe. We don't have an abortion got, law. Europe, you've got 28, 35 countries. Mm-hmm. All which there are. So uh, my opinion, my position on that is it, when, it get, when it gets to the point that the woman is pregnant, it's now not none of my business. If it's my baby, it's my business. Anyways, I, I don't want right? to get into that's, that, that right that's now. Where we, I, that's we, where we, I stop. We can get into that. My point is if you're not prepared to deal with the consequences of having sex with that woman. Well, it goes you two, both you ways. You're not prepared. You've got two choices. Don't have sex with her or have a conversation about contraception mm. or just do it. Right? Anyways, so I say all that to say that... I think I that's where the man's responsibility ends. And after that, if he's let her get pregnant, because you can prevent that, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I say I all that to, that to back up to the place then, you know, of but where... My, but my other, I wanted to say on top of that, there's all kinds of other scenarios where late-term abortion could be, be where, where the mother's life, for example, is, in, is threatened. Yeah. Right? And uh, where the, 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 the actual baby is not viable. No, absolutely. Right? And it yeah. could threaten the life. Yeah, there's all no one's going to disagree with that. You know, there's always going to be, and there's accidents that happen, mm -hmm. and there's horrible cases of rape and incest mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. where you know you've got to have a conversation about that mm. and I think that really as a guy shouldn't be I, I, I shouldn't be telling other pe people especially women mm. what they're going to do about that because I think that is a huge decision that they have to make I think it impacts them way more you've got a thing roaring inside you and you've got to make a decision mm. you know so I say that all as a, as a pretext to I'm not 24 anymore. I never really had an educated debate on that. I never really considered, okay, so when is it life? Oh, well, what do I believe? Do and then I was like, oh, wait yeah. a second, what is man. Life? I'm, what is life? I'm more yeah. pro-life than I am pro-choice now. We don't but, really know what life is, right? We don't no, actually, life is simple. You know, life is pretty it exists, simple. Consent but we really is don't, life, dude. Yeah, but <laughs> no, we don't actually know what, you know, is there life before that? What about the sperms? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like, well, you're gonna, you know, where, gonna be, where does it start? Because those those sperms are alive. You're not going to accuse me of genocide for what I did when I was 15, <laughs> did you? Uh, <laughs> I could. Like, that's mass genocide. I could. That's you know, I, I could make the rational <laughs> argument, right? If you're going to go down that route. Yeah, no, I say conception. Yeah, no. And life. then, you so know, what, every time, every month, a woman has a period, you know, those legs, are they alive? I mean, to me, it's like we don't even have a concept of how life is or what it is. You know, I don't think science is pretty clear. It starts at conception. As soon as that egg's fertilized, as soon as the DNA becomes something else, that's a new life. So. Yeah. But I anyway, I don't really have, want to have an opinion on it. Do you know what I mean?
No, I think I, that it's beyond. I don't know what you mean because I want to have an opinion. If I'm with a girl and 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 she gets pregnant and says I'm aborting it and I'm like hell no. I I want I want a kid. I, especially if you're in a committed yeah, really relationship thing, yeah. right? You do want a kid, yeah. right? And you know, but other people will find themselves in other situations where you know shit i got drunk and this thing happened yeah and now i got a kid and it's going to completely screw my life up and i'm going to be what? tied i'm going to be tied to this asshole guy up, i'm going to be tied kids to this. don't mess your life up no, they make Jim, your life also i'm going to be tied to this asshole guy right for the you rest of stay my away life from abortion i think right you know, so I, that's why I say I think it's such a subjective thing, and yeah. there's so many mitigating circumstances, and I just think it's ugly, especially when. Anyways, I didn't want I didn't go down that road because I want to start off with a. With, I don't want yeah, way to go. With I don't want to start the. I don't really. I, that's not. I mean, we can. I, I. I. You know. I have other things that are more. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't take much, a religious standpoint on it. I don't, and I do. I mean, my faith is important to me. All I'm saying is, is that when I was 24, I had certain beliefs, certain uneducated, undebated beliefs that now as a 51-year-old man, there's a shift. I want to believe um, a, a wisdom is, you know, set in a little bit. I, you know, I'm not ideologically possessed or just a robot just... You know, uh, going around, oh, this is Green Party stance. I'm like, no, okay, so yeah, it's life of conception. Yeah, no, I'm against late-term abortion. I mean, well, yeah, late-term abortions, unless there are, there's the mitigating circumstances, yeah. obviously. And I think but in, when you look at the million, in, in a lot of countries, that exists. Those rules exist. Yeah, but in four weeks, the States, 20, you know, yeah, 20, heartbeat you know, bills and stuff like that. You know, so uh, Canada's approach is down to Canada's government. And, uh, you know, and I think that debate needs to be had amongst women and not, I don't think men need to be pontificating on it. I think we need to listen to them, let, you know, let them argue it out. I, like I say, as soon as you've done the deed, if you haven't taken precautions, then you are now, your, your, your role in dude, this is over. It takes two. Right? The woman has just as much responsibility for not getting pregnant as the guy does. She's going to have to carry the baby. She's going to have to carry so the baby. She's got just as much responsibility. Yeah. You get drunk, you spread your legs, you get yeah. pregnant. That's on you. You should mm. have to live with the consequences. Now, yeah, you should. What typically happens is often the guys are. You go, take the, go to take the morning right. after pill. You know. Be careful. If you well, weren't careful exists. the night, then that go. Well, that exists, and that does happen. Don't leave it so for six months, eight yeah. months, and then well, yeah. say, you're out to here and you roll into a fucking. No. Come no. on, man. But does that happen? What are the stats on that? 2%. Two percent between one point three and one point six percent are late term, uh, late. right? And then how many of those are done without the serious mitigating circumstances, right? Because you oh, can no, throw the, that stat out. The serious, but actually, you don't actually know. Serious mitigating circumstances are way less than that. It's like rape and incest. It's so yeah. infantile. It's unbelievable. And so, and then you know, I, you know. So I put myself in the position. I'm like, okay. So if you're in a committed relationship or you're married, Crowder filmed a woman that had two children. She was eight months pregnant. She was at Planned Parenthood, and they filmed her with a they like uh, with a hidden camera. They were in there, and they asked her, like, what she told them. Listen, I've got two kids at home. I don't want to be a mother again. My husband wants the child. 
And she went in and aborted the thing. And at eight months, like, I don't even know how when you're out to here with a baby, how you explain, well, I'm just not pregnant anymore. That's a conversation they need to have. I I mean, it's a conversation they need to have. I mean, the fact that this girl on the Grammys of Michelle Williams the other day, Um, she came out. With this pro-life or the pro-choice, uh, you know, but babies speech. get prematurely born at that time. But did you see the speech uh, at the Golden Globes? Michelle Williams. I don't know. She's an actress. Did she do? What? She came up and she gave a political speech about pro-choice, and she said, "I wouldn't have basically, I wouldn't have this without choice." And she held up her Golden Globe. Right. So she's saying basically, I had abortion. She had, so. Yeah, she had a baby afterwards. Like it wasn't convenient for her to have a baby at that point. Like I'm. But she was in, she was this close to tears. Now, that isn't because she's so passionate about choice. She's guilty she murdered her baby. She's living maybe, with that. Maybe. Dude, I mean, we dude, can, we, you know what? Can't assume her, you know, her feelings. But you know what dogs do when they lose, when they miscarry or their puppies get taken from them? They're fucking devastated, man. Human beings are, are just, the, we're animals, right? We're not designed to have, you know, it, you can't think that you I just end a life that's growing that, yeah. inside you for that long. You attribute the feelings to the you're dog. You're just going to walk away and go, dog okay, might I'm just, cool. dog might just be in pain. <laughs> I feel like shit. No, but they you cry know? and they, yeah, it's, I wouldn't go attribute it in a we're really good at attributing emotions to animals, like you know, cats and dogs. I mean, dogs are pretty obvious. Obviously. Dogs. They, dogs should never. You play like dogs? Dogs should never play dogs. poker. They do not have a poker face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we go. We start right off with. Uh, let's. We could talk about what, what else? Pedophiles. Free speech. Free speech is one that I, I'm really cranked on. These yeah. days, that's that's up there. Like I, I was saying, I you know I can't think of anything more important yeah. than you know protecting life. And um, it seems I, like I, there's I, a lot of speech out there, though. I'm a, right. A, there's no hate speech. No, I'm just saying there's a lot of speech out there. Right? Like it's like I don't see any restrictions on people's free speech. You know, mm. not in this country and in in, in dude. In if I misgender you, they take me to the human rights tribunal, no, and I go to jail I to if I don't pay. To, the... I would have to choose to take you to the human rights tribunal. I'd have to be a, a huge asshole, <laughs> yeah. in order to do that. Did you know right. that? Jessica, oh, I feel extremely that, harassed. That Jessica Yaniv lost in BC human rights tribunal, eh? For who? waxing my balls, guy. She who who the, the, well who, she's transgender. Who, first of all, you want me to call you she? Okay, I'll call no, you no, she. But you can't tell me you're who a, lost the transgender guy yeah or, uh, yeah they tossed it out yeah well i would expect them to no N- nothing gets tossed from the human rights tribunal everyone wins tossed. no that would that was ridiculous almost no one <laughs> loses no. at the human rights I, tribunal. you can't force somebody to wax your genitals <laughs> no i don't think so right i think you're right you can't but you know you know so anyway uh bill c16 when that came down i'm like oh this is all wrong and then that left me down the rabbit hole and uh you know say what you want about him I, i've become a huge fan of jordan peterson he taught me about the the big five personality types you know i didn't know i had no idea that you're born liberal you're born conservative that's like, an I, interesting concept I, i've I moved got thoughts on that yeah. i've moved like i've i've moved that. but i was programmed to be left and Ooh, I think, how did you get programmed to be left? Because when I first met I was you, green. when I first met you, I had you pegged as what you say you are now. Oh, really? I had. He's obviously he's a realtor. You know, he's. Uh, so you saw it. I didn't. I, you know, he's kind of obviously you know going to be a right wing sort of center right conservative. 
You know, you know that was my gut. But you knew you've my known gut. me for twenty five years. Yeah, yeah, that was my gut. Talk so you thought you just saw I an found, actor on stage when I was I the Green Party guy? Then I find out you're the Green candidate. Oh, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Really? Is he really? Oh, okay, he might be cool. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, um, as time went on, I, I, and then now it's sort of weird because you kind of become what you thought I was in the per- first place. Yeah, what my gut told said hmm. you were right. Hmm. It was like, it was more, well, that's you know. very interesting, and I'm glad to hear you say that because yeah. you know I want to believe. That. I don't understand how you became indoctrinated, though, or you think you were indoctrinated. Oh yeah, I, oh, you I took bu- that Green Party candidacy. I think, yeah, I know. Well, just, you just stepped up to somebody wanted somebody, and yeah, they had a. I thought it was really important to represent the Greens, and and you know I was Green before long before it was right. cool now it's cool and trendy so what oh, motivated you to be a green because it was the right thing to do man because people have to stand up for the earth and for people and for the mm-hmm. for the underprivileged and for right. for women well i don't say women so much anymore because i don't feel like we oppress women we don't yeah there might be it's some areas. systemic stuff that goes on, but you know, it's it, a lot of areas. I mean, it, it depends where you go. And the big five, I think, explains a lot because women have a tendency they they give birth, you know. And so after I started, so what started coming up for me is all these false narratives that I got to I got to uh, you know be aware of. One, there's no gender pay gap. Women are making more money than men are before thirty five. And then they go out of the workforce when they have babies. Well, this whole idea, and, and you, you know, you, you so I just, that, but then there I is fell for it though. It, I fell for well, it. No, but that's just a and I championed it, though, isn't it? I championed it, and I'm embarrassed that I championed you know, a is, lie. I can, I can, I can see a gender pay gap. I see it, right? I see it all the time. You know, my job, I, you know, I do, and I get into that. But one of the things I see is women leaving the workforce and coming back into the workforce and what that does to them you know whether that job still exists maternity leaves and mm-hmm. things like that things have improved in that but that's a personal have, choice to have a baby though. we now have like a, a longer paternity leave period mm-hmm. you know which means that they can both share it and i've seen some great situations where husband and wife share that but there's still you know um a lot of the parenting needs to be done. I've seen a lot of women come back from uh, full-time employment, have a baby, take part-time employment, right? Duh. Because Duh. they're charged with the majority of the caregiving and support yeah. of the child. Well, I mean, so, you could get an end. So, you, you know, to, to sort of say that's not happening isn't true, right? Yeah, there is a gender pay gap for some, right? Mm-hmm. And for some there isn't. They're lucky that there isn't. Right, mm. some people aren't affected so much by a gender pay gap, or don't care so much. Mm-hmm. But it's I've I've seen it. You know, I don't know if if, if uh, what I haven't looked at any stats, but I've heard that right wing narrative that it doesn't exist. Um, well, no, it I just think, means I that think it's that, explainable. You know, as somebody who is working right on the front line of where these things come to light, I see it all the time. Mm. You know, I see so, people making choices that cause them to now or have to earn less. Anyways, the point I'm making yeah. is I championed, in my opinion, a false narrative. Right. The, okay. the, the gender pay gaps, not 26% less than men right across the board. I don't know the what the board. number There's is. All That's a big number. 
there's all kinds of factors that come in. One, they're the basic child. They, they have to leave. Like, men don't have to. Dude, when I have a baby, I'm at work the next day. Women take nine months, a year off to... Who doesn't want to be with their baby? Who wants to no. go to work after you had a baby? Because yeah, they're women. That, but that's, okay. that's fine. So that's one. Right? Yeah. The next one for me, Black Lives Matter. Okay? Is that still a thing? Oh, yeah. It's a huge... Yeah. Well, what do you think Colin Kaepernick is? Well, yeah. yeah. Kneeling on the sidelines. Yeah, I know, but it's not like it's big in the news right now. I mean, it's kind of gone off the Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick still championed this idea yeah. that... White cops are indiscriminately and disproportionately gunning down black kids. It's not true. The facts don't bear it. Depends out. where you get facts from, right? How Depends about the FBI? How about the crime? How about the you yeah. know so the Justice the Department? Here, you know, let's hear the stats. I mean, I, I I would argue that he, that he's right. He's not. There you go. I've done the you work. Like, You're telling me he's I not. I, I would argue that he's not, and I would discuss he's wrong. it. And I, you know, I would, I. Trust me, you know. he's wrong. You got more of a chance getting shot as a white man by a cop than you do as a black man. You know, there's more white men in, in the United States. Yes. You know, those stats that they you come know. at you with, oh, look, more white on white crime or more black on black crime and all this kind of stuff mm. are completely bogus because they're twisted. There's lies, damn lies, and there's Dude, statistics. they're 13% of the population. <laughs> right. The thirteen percent of the what are they? Thirteen percent of the population in the states? Yeah, I wouldn't know the Black. number, but it's that 13%. sounds close. I wouldn't know. And they're what? Sixty percent of the murderers. Sixty percent of the murders. Black people are killing other black people. That's the stat. Anyways, you want to get in deeply? We can look up the stats. Well, you can look at white on white crime, right? It's there, right? Oh sure, and it's much larger. No, because. There's more. No, it's white more black people. and white crime. More black and black crime. There's more black crime, for whatever. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay. So, you know what? Okay. You want to talk about some. And then, serious, and then you got to look at. Also. Why might there be more black and black crime? Fatherlessness. What other reasons could there be apart, rather than just absent fathers? But that is the. Why are the fathers absent? Welfare. Really. Yeah. To get welfare in the states, what's the rate of eighty-five uh, percent of, of incarceration for black men in this? Eighty-five percent right. of uh, black families are fatherless. How many of those fathers are in jail? Yeah, right. why? Yeah, why? Because the because the courts are rigged. No, because those cops are indiscriminate. Wrong. Again. Wrong. See again, you disagree, and you're you're getting your facts from sources. That sources. Are, uh, sources. That are, FBI that are, is a pretty good source, right? Yeah, but you can take that, sta- that data Bur- and then you, fil- then you can twist it any way you want. No, you, you can't. Look at facts are facts, dude. You know? And, facts uh, are facts. There are, Here's the facts. There, there There's more black people in the jails than there are white people in the jails. Disproportionately, yeah. more crime yeah, is done by black yeah, people. It's like slavery never ended, right? You got them in there making license plates. We got them in there making all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, slavery ended. All kinds of work in there for us. Slavery ended, right? dude. Generational. Uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah. How anyway, I got educated. I wasn't before. I was just a programmed robot, and I was right. ideologically possessed to be that guy. It, and it yeah. was fine. I was happy as that guy. Yeah. But yeah. if you had asked me to debate those facts 
then I could, well, you've seen me debate. I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm okay. I, I know you're good at it. But I couldn't. Because you, you learn the issues. Uh, but right? I could never back that up with stats. Not these, not the things I'm talking about yeah. now, you know? Yeah. And but, so when I learned, Ben, I learned that, well, I, I've always known that I'm loyal, okay? I know that because I've been a Flyer fan since I was this big. I have never changed teams. I still kind of consider myself a re- I'm kind of loyal to Remax because I was there for so long. My mother was there. I'm a Cobalt banker now and I love my joint and I got a good broker and a good, great office and all that kind of stuff. But I have this fondness. I feel loyal to Remax. Still. And, uh, and that's fine. All oh, my family, they're family to me because I spent so much time there. And now oh, I'm coming up. I'll probably be 10 years almost now at Cobalt Banker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that it also meant that I was loyal to my beliefs. And when I did research on it, I'm like, oh, Black Lives Matter was founded on a lie? Oh, that's sad. That and I've been out there defending this position for how long? I feel bad about myself. And then, and, and Peterson said this, and I, I just learned this recently. Like, I did a deep dive into Peterson for about a year and a half. I watched everything. I, I'm fascinated by psychology. And he, I think Peterson should focus on clinical psychology. Oh, he's brilliant. As soon as he steps outside of that, starts talking about politics, well, he just, or he starts talking about dude, religion, he's way out of his lane. And he starts talking nonsense. As long I've I like heard him talking stuff. about his clinical psychology work, and he's really—it's all—it's all psychological area, significance. That's his area of expertise. So what's wrong with the? the but when he starts stepping, because now we get, he's getting into his opinions, and he's using his standing as a clinical psychologist <coughs> to back up some really hokey stuff that he comes out with uh, when it comes to religion and politics. I, I like the psychological significance of the Bible yeah. stories. I think it's fascinating. Anyway, he, yeah. he, all kinds he of stuff just said, and I've, I've laid off, like I did my deep dive and I got the information I needed to, but, and then I'll go back once in a while. And I, if you ever, uh, like one of my favorite stories is uh, walking with God, Noah. And, and uh, like it's, the thing that stuck with me about this thing is like, and this is so common sense. This is things we know already. He just said something simple. It's like, if you just make yourself 1% better a day, it, yeah. you know, you compound that, and in 90 days, you won't recognize your life. Nine, and, and 10 years from now, you'll be so f- significantly better and happier and wealthier and all, all, the, all these things. We, cause we're, we're not really good at getting what we want. Let's face it, you know, we're, we're pretty broken. We, we, we love our booze and we, we love our sin and we love all this kind of stuff. Anyways, let me, let me finish up. The, and it just hit me. I remember exactly where I was walking. I was out of Morgan's Point. I, I try to walk and it just hit me. And all he said was something simple. Two places. I heard it twice. All he said was, you know, if you just, you take something easy, all right? that you know you shouldn't be doing and that's easy to stop doing like not like a cigarette addiction like something like i'm gonna walk to the corner every day and back just i'm just just that yeah so so the thing was pick something that's really easy to stop doing that you shouldn't be doing and start doing a small thing that you should be doing so you pick up what you walk to the corner every day and just every day or you clean your dishes or you bake your bed or you do you know or whatever or you you stop yelling at your wife or you t- you stop telling your wife 
that she's a piece of shit because you know you shouldn't probably do that, right? I try not to do that. No, you know, <laughs> it doesn't but, end well. I mean, we all have these things that we do, right? And you you fly off the handle, you get you get fucking mad, and you're like, "Fuck you, you piece so of." She's an angel. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Something easy, right? And I just like, okay, so yeah, if you just if you just picked one thing that it was easy to quit that made your life better that you know you shouldn't do, and you picked one thing that you know it's really easy to do that would make your life better that you should do, and you started doing that, wow, 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 and uh, like yeah. that's that's pretty. So, anyways, that was that was then, but just the other day, well, months ago, he described what I've been suffering with. And I've been really suffering with this newfound position of center right. Some would say alt right. Some would say hard right. Some would say conservative. Whatever. Center, I think I'm a moderate. All different things. I think I'm a right. moderate center right guy now. And all he said was, if you have a lens of seeing life, which used to be left, yeah. social justice warrior through and through, left as it gets. Like there's see, no I didn't more. Get you, is that oh no, so there's no more left in Green Party, and I no, stood for all that stuff. I don't see them that left. Well, I mean, they're socially left, they're fiscally yeah. conservative, so yeah. they're right and left, and yeah. that's what I loved about the Green Party, because right. I'm still a lefty. I still think, take care of people, give them a guaranteed mm -hmm. annual income, for crying out yeah. loud. Put EI and welfare and all these social programs into something, and just say, hey, listen, we're going to give you enough to get by so you don't have to go to crime, all right? Interesting. Because if you don't George do that, then they come back into the yeah. hospitals and the jails and the justice systems, yeah. and they cost you 10 times as much as if you just took care of them the yeah. first time. I was interesting. You just, what you just described there was Georgism. It's, a, it's an economic theory. Um, actually, this is connected to monopoly. Uh, the, the game monopoly originally originated from a game called the Landlord Game in 1903. And it was invented to highlight this guy, George, I remember his first name, his economic theories. And that it, basically his whole theory was you didn't tax income, you taxed property value, right, of all land. And then you distributed that money to everybody. Well, I'm, right? I'm partially with you there. I right. say tax pollution. Right, but tax I'm just packaging. saying, it's like when you're a manufacturer and you make this big we're plastic take taxes wrap. from everything that's bad, yeah, and we're going to give it to everybody. And that's right. That's why the carbon fee and dividends, right? Good, but and the this, so tax this sucks. is interesting because this is something I've been thinking a lot about. It's a kind of form of you know collectivism, and you know, and there's a whole bunch of interesting groups that have kind of done that. You know, you say, look, the value's in the land. You should be able to keep what you personally produce, right? You work hard. You should be able to keep the fruits of that but the value of the land hmm. should go to everybody so as soon as you're born you're a shareholder right hmm. life comes with those that share of the of the fruits of the land right hmm. and so it's an interesting because you go back in history there's all kinds of groups it's almost like it's a human condition right it's almost like you know what occasionally up pops this you know throwback and it's like movement which is really uh the, the our old human condition coming back you know the real us right and so there's groups like you go back to the 14th century there's the uh brothers of the free spirit they sound like a bunch of middle-aged hippies right and uh, they're all into collectivism and we're going to use the land and they were 
Didn't communal have, living because stuff back like that? then there was no atheists right <laughs> no everyone was christian <laughs> and so they would but but you could tell who they who were possibly the atheists or possibly could be accused of it because they were usually denounced as you're well. not a believer <sighs> not in uh doctrine no not no but do you believe doctrine. there's something else that f helped form the whole universe? well i see it around me it's it's light right energy that's what the universe is. And I assume no, that you believe we're, that we're, the Big we're Bang, something to do with that. The Big Bang formed it with no help. Like there's no, there wasn't, like in the, my we, mind. We don't have the, the, we don't have the brain size, uh, the cognition to, to, to comprehend that. I don't well, think. I think I mathematically think to, that it's impossible for the Big Bang. I think we're trying to comprehend something that we maybe quite Dude, when you stand on the edge comprehend. of a beach and you look off into the thing, you don't see God. When you look up into the mountains, you don't say, man, that just didn't. This no, whole planet, the atmosphere, no, and everything. Don't. No, I don't. I, I think it's mathematically I impossible. I see something for... beautiful, and I, and I see you know, but I don't necessarily try, uh, attribute anything to it. I just think right. the the mathematical chances of the Big Bang producing a place just like Earth, yeah. that and just without something else going, okay, here we'll just actually the chances that there's other Earth-like planets are really high. Not without a God, there's not because the infinite because the universe is infinite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll and whether it. or not I can attribute it to God, because like, God's a concept as well. It's a oversold, oversold. It's a, God, it's a man-made concept as well. You know, the idea of a God. We have no concept of what. Why is why have we always believed in that, a higher power then? Because we have to. Because we don't understand shit. <laughs> when you don't understand shit, it's you know, got to be God. I was wondering the other day. Can you imagine? Can you imagine like Galileo and all these guys. Like that was a long time ago. Can you imagine being a human being on the Earth and looking up at the sun or the moon and going, "Well, wonder what that yeah. is." Well, back to what I was saying. Well, back to what I was saying, right? The uh, there was a point in time when we were like, we didn't know what yeah, that so, big shining so, light was. Yeah. So the brothers of the pre spirit, of course, were denounced as heretics, and you know, then treated accordingly. And then you know, later on, you had groups like the uh, I love these guys, the Ravers, and the Ravers used to be they're in the 16th century, and they were Protestants supposedly. That's the least interesting thing about them. They used to be denounced for their sexual practices which suggests they were a little free and easy, right? And they were called the Ravers. And they were also a kind of like hippie-ish sounding group who sprung up and just said, we're all going to live together. We're all going to live in these big communes. We're going to have lots of fun. <laughs> and, and they got denounced as heretics and treated accordingly. And then you had the diggers, right? And the diggers, it was all about the land. It was like, you know, the land belongs to the people. And they had that idea that they were, they started taking over land, common land, you know, and farming it for the people. And they got oppressed and, you know, treated accordingly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it keeps popping up, these little, these, this kind of spirit, right? And you see it through history, and I'm sure there's many other examples. I mean, you've, you've got all kinds of examples, I'm sure. But uh, so, and that's that sort of like, you know, because we're not individualists. We, we, we are come out of families tribes tribes collectives right we're in it together so and to, for me with politics it kind of comes down to are you a collectivist or are you an individualist you know and i think that and it's interesting because i've been thinking about this we glorify the soldier who gives his life for his platoon Right, we glorify that. We glorify our veterans, and right, that's collectivism. Right, Subsect, subsuming the individual 
for the group, for the good of the group, right? We glorify that when it's the military, right? But when it's in personal life, we don't want it. It's all about me. Well, we don't want right? it about the so, state. The state should never come right? before the individual, right? So that's one it, aspect that I've been thinking about is that we're, we, we're kind of hypocritical in that we will glorify certain traits in certain situations and then we will deny them in others, mm-hmm. right? And then there's the one um, where it comes down to empathy, like things like you know Black Lives Matter or uh, women's gender pay gap or you know transgender issues. You know, it's like these are, seem to be the hot button wedge issues that people are using to generate traffic on the internet, basically, to my mind, right? It's mm. like, you know, this is what will get people going. And um, those issues, you know, come down to me. First off, if you have empathy for other people, you're able to actually think, okay, if I was in your situation and I was feeling the way you're feeling, how would I feel? And can I understand why how why you feel that way? You know, empathy. And when you come down to when you have empathy, then everything else is possible, right? Oh, we really understand now how that makes you feel. Now I'm able to not do it. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's so, so pronouns. For some people that's a huge issue. For you and me, it's not an issue right Mm -hmm. because we don't demand anything out of the ordinary because we haven't been pushed to the point where that matters to us right we haven't been you know discriminated against to the point where we actually make that an issue because if it wasn't an issue you wouldn't be making it an issue right Mm -hmm. so in my eyes it all starts with empathy and I think that the cult of what capitalism has brought is and, and what We've seen even take sort of increase more and more in recent decades is the cult of individualism. And we've got all these social media that we're using, which actually separates us, right? Because we don't, you and I don't sit down and chat, right? right? And, uh, and it's all, it's, it's very much like we're all super connected, but we're all super disconnected. Yeah, yeah, and lonely. Uh, right yeah and so there's not this you know it's like the technology is amplified it you know and this whole cult of the individual and the, the you know the more you think about yourself the less you think about other people mm, you know i'm right? glad you said that you know what when i was feeling sorry for myself and i was having a bad day my mother used to say you know uh, you probably broke you know depressed down on my you know having a bad day and kicking my teddy bear down the hall as she would say well she was the manager of remax so she she looked after you know 75 agents and mm-hmm. in, in a couple different brokerages uh, she had grimsby and st Catharines. grimsby was her love it was kind of like a little tiny boutique shop yeah. in st Catharines. there were 75 of us and it was mad madness right. and everyone was it was just it was she liked her little grimsby shop but I'd come in. Oh, it usually was at the house, right? And I'd come in, <laughs> and and she she toss me twenty bucks and go here, and I want it back this time. And she never got it back. Mm. <laughs> but she, I mean, she did. But she, you know, I always say, well, she never because she was my mom. She, you know, mm. here's twenty bucks. Now, stop feeling sorry for yourself. And she'd give me, a, you know, a figurative kick in the ass and tell me to go out and do something nice for someone else because, idiot. 
Mm-hmm. It's not, see, you get so consumed with yourself, yeah. there's no way out. Yeah. It's not about yeah. you. And that's, what I think you're, you nailed it when you said, you know, it's this individualism and versus collectivism. And, you know, I haven't done a whole, like, I, I know what, I know when the state becomes number one over the individual and how dangerous that can be because we've seen where that's gone with yeah. Mao Zedong and Hitler. And oh, yeah. I guess you yeah, can't yeah. even say Hitler on YouTube. You shouldn't have said that. But really? No, they, oh. they just demonetize you completely. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you cannot say Nazi or Hitler. Uh, and these videos, again. I'm not too worried about being demonetized because, I mean, no. we talk about... No one's going to pay to see As soon as you pay, talk yeah. about gender issues or whatever. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. they run commercials. I get, you know, I had yeah. my first check yesterday. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I know how scary it can be when the state becomes the number one thing and the state is over the individual. Yeah. I get... You know, communal living, I get tribes. And I think, I think that if we started out by saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm naturally a little intolerant. I'm naturally a little afraid of people with different color skin. Or mm-hmm. I, I naturally don't get with that people. That decreases, that though, the more time oh, you spend with them. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Right. But it's, gotta... this is so deeply bred into our DNA because we came from a yellow yeah, tribe yeah. and a and a and a brown tribe and when we when we bump when because we, we're strangers in our own land and we're happy when we're with our own people yeah. but then like back in the day when we met each other for the first time we didn't have sex with them we didn't invite them over for dinner we tried to exterminate them like that's human nature so i think if we started Insane. out by saying you know what i come from a long line of tribal i don't know if it's that's very simplistic i don't know if black and white people in prehistoric times would suddenly meet like oh yeah i think it was more they would more have spread right Chimps out do the same thing you no know? i mean like you know how the white people tend to be in the northern hemisphere for you know reasons that are obvious the black people tend to be in the lower equatorial regions so they're not likely to meet mm. you know they're they're, di- they're diverging well we had know? to meet at some point and they certainly had the only, yeah they met it yeah, wasn't it wasn't met. happy times it was met when the slave ships showed up well, right in west prob- africa yeah. and started taking well, that people was to the caribbean one of the times you know yeah i mean we can go back to <laughs> neanderthals and you can go back further than that vikings back. and stuff like this like different well, colors and different religions like they killed each other and we see it in the wild Chimps war each other. Tribes go to war. They protect their perimeter like this. And when they come across a young male that's inside their boundaries, they rip it limb to limb. And then, check this, Ben. I didn't know this, but chimps actually go in organized attacks into other territories. They kill all the males. They kidnap the females. And they bring them back into their tribe. And they they take the territory. I'm like, it's called primeval behavior. Mm-hmm. We're trying but that's to evolve. Where do you think we human, come from? As a human race, we're trying to evolve past that. We are, though. Oh, we're way, way past that, right? But, and that's so, why so, when no, I look at because they do it. When I like, look at all, what these, I say is great. We seem to be moving away from that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it up. Yes, right. But let's give ourselves <laughs> some credit for where we've come from, too. 
Credit you know, when it. I see Colin Kaepernick out know. there trying to convince me that blacks are still oppressed in America today, yeah, there's a racism. Yeah, absolutely. Is it to- should we tolerate it? No. Does it happen all the time? Now, I'm not black, so I don't know. But you can't tell me that if you're black that every single white person you see hates you no, and treats you badly. Don't think they the racism that. that happens is so small. The, it's so, yeah, it doesn't happen. Absolutely, to you it is because you don't experience it, dude. Right? No, seriously. If I, I had I a black friends, guy right here, I got friends who you say, I got friends who won't go certain places at certain. Absolutely, times. okay. And but, they'll say to me, you know, I won't go there at that time. Out of out of a percentage right? of interactions with humans, how many of those interactions are racist? Would you say if, if for minority people? From for minority people? Yeah. I would have no clue. I wouldn't have stats on that. But what I do know is that it's built in into people's, you know, instinctive biases. I see it through, you know, um, the number of people who give up, right? Human spirit is not necessary, usually their nature, to give up unless something bad happens to them, right? And like, I see a lot of young people of color give up, you know, because they feel, oh, it's just the odds are so stacked against me. I got no chance of beating this, right? You mean give up like suicide? No. Or just 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 give give up up in terms of like... And become an alcoholic or a drug addict or... Right. Criminal. Yeah, because that's... Or join a gang. I hear you. And... and, um, So losing hope. And you see it. And Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, again... I, I get an intra, an insight. You know, it's very hard to be too cocky about your existence when you see every day so many people di- experiencing different kinds of people experiencing different things, and um, you know, some of them don't make it, some do, but it keeps you very honest. And so, when people start talking about issues that they know nothing about, and I hear people pontificating about, you know, immigration. You know, I. I meet immigrants every day, right? New ones. I work with them. I live their struggles with them. You know, I hear people talking about, you know, gender issues. Okay, so what what don't you like to hear about immigration? Let's back up. What don't I like to hear about it? I don't like to hear misinformation. I don't like to hear misinformed Okay, so if I say uh, I'm against illegal immigration... Well, is that racist? Everyone is against illegal immigration. Okay. Well, no, they're not. What in, not in the states? What is illegal they, immigration? They just let them come in. No border, no wall, no USA at all. Come on in, everyone. No jails, no ICE, no border patrol. Is that in the U.S.? You talk. I mean, about? anywhere they're coming. They're coming. A uh, th- hundred thousand a month are coming in the states. Right now, they, Trump's clamped down on that. And there's a you know border crossing. What you call? But what you, you got to understand that what some people call illegal immigration is actually illegal asylum seeking. Legal asylum seeking, right? How much People asylum seeking, seeking is there is coming from Mexico? From Mexico? Well, they're yeah. passing through, right? Yeah, yeah from Africa. Yeah. They well, passed lately, through six countries before they come. And I know this because I got a lot of contacts in Mexico. And uh, Mexico's they, not a bad they, place they to have, live, is it? Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen it. I've seen How bad it. Can it be? No, I've been in central Mexican cities, and I see the immigrants passing through. They're often you know that you stop at the traffic lights stop at the intersection they're there selling you stuff right i need money to get my to usa or whatever it is they're doing and uh mexico started sending them back you know if they don't have did you hear the latest one trump Uh, is sending the mexican 
illegal immigrants to Guatemala. <laughs> what? <laughs> Guatemala is dirt poor. I know, and it's way far away, oh, but no. talk about 4D chess. I don't find that doesn't make me smile, you know, because he has no empathy for anybody. You know, people showing up at that border, they're entitled to, to uh, apply. Hey, you show for up at your checkpoint, that's, Jim, they're that's legal. to show up there. They're entitled, that's they, legal. Yeah, they are. Don't if they're cross just coming the across the border, is they, in order to become a citizen or to get legal status, they have to report to the authorities at some point, right? Otherwise, they're going to be... Well, they should use a checkpoint. You know. They shouldn't try but and... So I, I, to me, it, I don't care because I don't really believe in borders. I think that, you know, I think it's all a bunch of shite. Hmm. It's to, to designed to control uh, our resources and control the people, you know. So I think that the whole idea that, that there's a border between Mexico and the United States is a joke. Mm. That's, so I'm coming from a completely different place. Yeah, you know? I like my walls. Yeah, I don't really care about them. I think that I mean, we're all we, in it together. We have walls for a reason. I think we're a human, we have, we're a we human have, race. We have and, fences around you know, our house to keep us I safe. I think that we, should, we all, I think every single culture on this planet has 95% the same wishes. They want the same thing. Mm-hmm. They want clean uh, and that, water. I'm glad you said they that, want food. dude. There's nothing more safe, important. I think right? we've lost. We've lost. But we so, sight. But we've lost sight of the whole. And what's it going to take? Like an alien invasion? No, till we get the, that we're all the same. The media live and die by clicks. They live and die by advertising. Also, the elites that we have live and die by controlling the media. Who do you think is responsible for dividing you know, us? So we got constantly, I am constantly through social media, through every channel, even the newspaper and the radio especially, bombarded with divisive oh, issues yeah. the media all is. the time. It's like they constantly keep them divided, keep them divided, because if those fuckers ever get completely. together, we're goners. I, I agree completely. Right? And that's what I see. And, uh, you know, I... I'm operating from that premise, which is, you know, the things that divide us are minimal. It could be a discussion about abortion, right? Mm. It could be a dis- I mean, that's a big issue, but it's not like, you know. Well, what it does change. is it, 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 it makes us forget that we're more alike than we are different. Yeah. It doesn't matter what our language, our culture, our religion, our skin color, nothing. Mm. Ma- we are more like you can take the most opposite race yeah, and put us side by side and we're the same other than how we look or talk and we forget. And so I always, I think it's, I sometimes fantasize about, and the question I was trying to answer with all this work that I did with the psychological university yeah. courses that I watched Peterson at, I was looking for the answers. Why are men and women so polarized? Why are we so far apart? And why do we seem to be at each other's throat more than ever before? Let me finish. Okay. okay. And that was the first question. And then the second, and I think the problem with the question is that it's a false assumption because we aren't actually more divided than we've ever been. It just, I felt, I feel like we are. And then the other question was, why are the left and right so far apart with a deeper, how do you say, chasm? Because amplifying the extremes and making that seem like the norm is the way to keep us divided. Mm. The truth is we all want the same yeah, God because most things. of us are in the middle. We, we all, all believe want the same healthcare. thing. It's just we these wing nuts on the, on the ends. We want affordable health care, right? I mean, in Canada, we've got it. 
you know, we might not get it when we want it, but we get it, right? I mean, it's free. Um, in the States, they don't have it. You're right? as radical as yeah, I am. Yeah. I mean, we're both you know, in we the middle pretty much, things. right? Yeah, Would you we, say? We are. Yeah, I'm radical to it, but at the same We're not point, extremist. We're not. I mean, you won't see my social media output isn't political to a great extent. Not these days. It's 99% of what I post out on social media is musical. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's my passion. And that's and, what uh, brings people together, man. Music is the right? language we all get yeah. with. And I, you know, if you got nothing to say, play a tune. Yeah. You know, and uh, I just use my wall on Facebook. It's basically, if you want to find some good tunes that you have, you're not going to hear anywhere else, that's where you'll find them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And <laughs> uh, you know me, I'm right, I'm right with you on there. And, you but know, uh, it's funny because I, I tell people, listen, if you think I'm the guy on social media, no. Like I'm an asshole on social media. I'm angry. I'm pissed off, <laughs> and I'm tree. I'm posting like you don't know. Yeah, the stuff you're uh, posting on the, the the stuff when you go after the AOC man. and Ilan Omar and Re, uh, Rashida Tlaib. Fuck all those bitches. You know, at least today you went for a white woman, and it was Rapino. I always you know? go for white. I don't but care. The, you know, it, it looks ugly. Right? It's got sitting, nothing to do with I'm your sit, sex or your skin I'm color. I'm sitting in my chair it's and not, I'm looking at it. I'm like, do, oh man, this you know is what? Ugly. It's got nothing to do with them being women or oh. being minorities. It's because they're fucking stupid. Right, but you call them stupid. They are right? stupid. But do you know anything about them? Have you seen a AOC speak? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I saw, I saw a grilling of farmer executives in Congress. She, she is had them thick. trembling. You think she's thick? Ukrainian you know mag- uh, You know what come lord means? Huh? Come lord, it's Latin. C-U-M. No. Uh, L-A-U-D-E. Come lord. No. It's a thing they put after your degree to show that you were so highly regarded. You think school makes you smart? No, I'm just pointing out. Okay. She's was, well educated? She's well educated. Okay. She got herself elected in the U.S. Congress mm-hmm. working as a bartender, Hispanic, mm-hmm. from the Bronx. Does that sound like somebody who's stupid? You know, somebody who can stand up in Congress. But you're going to tell me that Trump's stupid. Tell you that Trump's stupid? He became leader of the greatest country in the world. Did I say he was stupid? No, I just... I think he's cunning. What? Yeah. I think he's cunning. I don't think he's great intellect. I don't think that he... I think he's a stable genius. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does too. (laughs) You know, uh, I don't. Th- I don't think he's. I don't think he's Trump. an intellectual. I just gave I him room. Cunning. I gave him room, and I but also am... he's playing the media right now. This whole Iran thing, <gasps> nobody's oh. talking about impeachment, right? Nobody's talking oh, come about. On. You don't it. think he fabricated this that. whole thing? Is uh, just a show to Dude, stop us worrying came about after it. He us needs and this... bombed the embassy. They killed people. They killed a contractor in the embassy. Don't fucking come on our soil and fucking, you know, it will bring the wrath of God down on you. down there for a long time. What the hell are they doing over there, Jim? Why are they there? Well, he's trying to bring them home. He's trying to get them out of Afghanistan and stuff like that. He's trying to get them out of there by doing what he's doing. Yeah. I don't really want to get into discussing that guy because he's not my boss and uh, he won't be around for long. He's going to do another term. Oh, the Iranians are going to get him, mate. Oh, you think they're going to? Oh, that's not, they ain't done. That's just a show to make themselves look weak. Do you, don't you think they would have taken him out already no, if it was that no, easy? No, no, no. This is the. This person is in the sixties. He's not JFK. For, they're not going to shoot him in a motorcade. Well, what do you think the chances are that they've already got a smuggled a drone into the United States? Not very good. 
No, I think it's very good. You know what? I kind of. How hard s- would it be to get one? Dude, I'm with you. Right? I'm with you. I said he wouldn't make it to inauguration. Look, they're not going to do it now. They'll wait till the election campaign when it really hurts it. This is the Persians you're talking about. I hope about, you're wrong, man. man, because I don't want to believe we live believe in a world that like that. I don't believe it's over. That was, that was a lame I, show what they put up there I don't think the he's day. that bad. I don't I don't want to believe I don't want to believe that we live in a in a place where a, a, an elected a democratically elected leader of a free country can be just fucking taken out. Well, he just took out their top general, right? They vowed to He was a fucking madman terrorist. They put an 80 million dollar bounty yeah, on know. his head. <laughs> so what do you think they intend to do? But that was just to avoid escalating a war. But now they're going to let try and let things calm down. Mm. And they'll have they'll serve it cold, man. You mm. watch, it might not come. You know for what a year. I, you know what, it I, might I, not what I'm just thinking of right now? Like if we really knew what the fuck was going on, like covert black ops and stuff like that. If we really knew like how who shot this... down that damn airplane. Well, we know what who shot that down. Do we? Yeah, they're already, they're, they're already copped there's to it. There's several cops. They, they, they haven't copped to it. No. They haven't copped to it. Well, the, the, well no, the U.S. have said they've done it. The U.S. said they did. Canada said. Who because else? The U.S. said it did. The Iranians aren't saying it. The Ukrainians aren't saying it. The uh, Ukrainians yeah, are investigating. No, somebody else came over. Oh, I think over we should there. let the investigation the Iraqis. Happen. But are the Iraqis in bed with the... the Iraqis or the Iranians? No, the Iraqis said today... <laughs> what has he got to do with them? What do they know? Their intelligence said that these guys upped their missile defense systems after the drone attack, and they shot the plane down by mistake. Well, we'll that see. just came out today. We'll see. Like, we'll see. It we'll sounds see. reasonable to it's me. It's possible, yeah. But, well, you're going to kill a bunch you know, of your own but, patriots. But this is a good way to make things awkward for Iran, right? If you were like, you know. Iran's a state sponsor of terrorism, yeah, though, I right? Yeah, I know it is. I know it is. Yeah. Like, the Iranian regime is. Right. Right. The people aren't. Well, that's not why. That's why it's not a reason to destroy the country. Mm. You know. Well, we're those people. When I say we, I mean the states. They're pretty good at destroying countries, man. Like, well, I there mean, they are. You know, a bunch of Saudi Arabians fly planes into the trade center, and we bomb Af- Afghanistan. <laughs> you know, like Look, I, I won't listen to anyone moralizing about people sponsoring terrorism and Middle East dictators while our closest ally is the freaking Saudis and that bin bin Salman mm. it's not doesn't matter who it is that family you got a royal family that rules a dictatorship do you want to talk about rape culture and oppress them right oh and my as God. long as you are in bed with those people don't talk moralize to me about the Iranians and the Syrians and the Why do you think no, none of these feminist lefty wacko social justice warriors are concerned about Saudi? Like if you if you want to talk about Well they are concerned about it. Well they don't it. talk about it. They're always they got, talking no, they can't go and this there. is they why I, but this is why I hate on AOC <laughs> and the squad so much. What? Is because th- all they do is bring fucking problems and talk about like how bad they hate America it seems like. I think they do. I, well, uh, dude, I think that's hard. That's the I don't, extreme. You know what I don't see from the Democrats? Solutions. All I see is fucking hate speech. Hate, like, well, I hate my country. they the solutions because they, they all they've saying, got. look, problems, problems, no, problems, Jim, problems, no, problems. But they've got no remedies. No, they're bringing policies. There's all kinds of bills that they've, they're bringing forward. Yeah. Take your guns, no. limit your speech. No. Well, you know where that got the, you know, we saw that in no, Germany. No, like health care for all is the big one. Bernie Sanders bill, Right. 
which apparently the United States, the greatest nation on earth, is the only nation on earth that can't figure out how to provide free health care to its people. That's a huge mm. indictment of their system. Mm. Huge. Again, they should go away and fix themselves before they start trying to tell the rest of the world how they should I organize agree with the that. country. Yeah, clean your own backyard before right. you start complaining about everyone else's. Absolutely. You know, the poverty in the United States rising all the time, and it's the richest country in the world. Um, mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, we might say, oh, look at all the great things capitalism has done for people. It's raised everybody up. Damn straight. And lately, it's uh, it's brought more people out of poverty. Like, but. You, you know the UN had a goal to half poverty by 2015? But. And they accomplished but, yeah. it two years early. But people are paying almost twice as much of their income in housing costs now than they were 30 years ago. Taxes, you mean? Housing costs. Rent. Oh, oh, I see. Right? And taxes. Taxes have gone up too, right? Not that much. Not that much. Not that I've ever seen a tax cut on my paycheck. All these tax-cutting governments getting elected, I've never seen a tax cut in my paycheck. I don't know who's getting these tax cuts. It's not me. Mm. But, yeah. Well, you're not middle class. You're upper. I'm upper middle <laughs> I'm a- <laughs> Really? You're not my Trudeau's job. middle class. <laughs> you seen my car. it's a 2007 I think it's a 2007 Mazda you know yeah I'm really rich doing great (coughs) excuse me down the wrong (coughs) I'm just learning how to drink alright we're going to take a break yeah I think it's a good idea and uh, play some music yeah and then I'm going to switch the cameras over (coughs) what do we got here Papa Skin Freak living in that's my band that's our Ben Wilby um, now, how old is this one? It's about a couple of months since that was finished. <coughs> off, yeah. 20 hours ago, it says. You just upload it? I um, did, yeah. I uploaded it last night. Tell me yeah. about it. What, what's it all about? It's uh, just the band I'm in in Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton okay. and Burlington. Oh, so uh, it's a bunch of old friends of mine. How old is that? We wrote it this year. And then we recorded it earlier this year. And uh, we've been mixing it. And uh, um, that's the latest version of it. Um, anyways um it's just a flavor of what we do and uh we'll be playing a lot of shows this summer um all right i'm gonna play this we'll switch yeah, over slip and over we'll come back and yeah. try some more trash if i hadn't known i would have set up the speakers Who's singing? So you're not singing, though. No, I'm playing So, start over. Quick story. 
What's this one? That's a live show from '86. It's uh, I actually don't own that. <laughs> um, that was recorded by our old manager. Oh, you don't own this stuff? This particular recording, I don't. But the songs, yeah, you know, along with the rest of the band. But um, just watch that leg it's right there. Yeah, he recorded, paid for it, it to be recorded, and he's sell, he's actually selling that on the internet. Somewhere. The Royal Assassin. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Do you get, do you get the rights to the physical copy? It, that recording, you don't he owns own the rights to that recording. Because oh. it's a live recording, right? Oh, right. You know, it's not a... It's now, not a if you're a game. musician, you come on my show and you play a song, who owns the song? I do. He owns, fucking, no, he no, owns the... No, you, you come own the on recording. My, you you, own you the come recording. on my show, yeah. Not the oh, song. Oh, yeah, not the song. <laughs> but that song, that recording of that song is me. I yeah, own that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't come yeah. to me after and go, I played your show, take that shit well, down. Well, if he's smart, he'll do a deal with you beforehand. Yeah. And say, hey, any money you make off this video with my song in it, I want a piece. Oh. Right? I thought it was just a normal... If you go on The Tonight Show and you play, you don't get a piece. But they get a fee. Yeah, they get yeah, appearance they don't, fee. They don't own that. No, yeah. they get a fee and the, the TV Appearance fee and yeah. then the TV keeps yeah. everything. Yeah. I had someone come on my show. Yeah, this is the very good one, this one. Well, well, what should we play? Let's play something good. I had someone come on my show. They played a song. Then they fucking went to YouTube and, and give me a copyright strike. I'll give you one. Saying I was re... I was, uh... They claim copyright. Yeah. How can they do that? Well, That's my show, man. Yeah, well, it's their song. I mean, I guess you got to clarify things before. No, I think I think if I find it, it'll, uh, I'll, get it, I'll get it back. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Find it. There it is. I think that's the one. I posted it on YouTube today too. Fuck. Not that one. Yeah. YouTube. There you go. That's what I need. I should have had. I should have had. Um, have you ever heard of Bonaparte? Yeah. Is he yeah. a genius or what? I haven't really listened to him. It's fucking beautiful, man. Go back there. That's a good one. Okay. Is this thing live still? No, it's not live. We're, we're recording. But, uh, okay. I can cut whatever I want out. All right. That's why I get smoked out. I don't. I don't broadcast. I don't usually smoke cigarettes on on the air. I'll yeah. smoke weed with my boys. Right. I get high with them, but do an Elon Musk. I don't thing. want anyone seeing me smoking <laughs> cigarettes, man. I, I need to get a girlfriend. Elon Musk moment, right? Smoking a joint. This is it. Yeah, this is a good. One. It's about a. Uh, I think it's about a woman who's on the hangs out on the beach. She's a surf chick, and she's getting older, right? And she can't get away with things that she used to. And no one really cares anymore. It's kind of you, know, you know, no one's gonna drive you now. No one who cares. Who's singer? This is the guy who passed away three weeks ago, Chris mm. Chris Scott, an old friend of mine. We played together. Wow, he's the, got a. Lou Reedy thing going. Yeah, on. he played um, in three. We played in three different bands over ten years. And uh, wow, he's a good singer, right? Eh? Yeah, 
Yeah, good songwriter too. He wrote it. Yeah, with me. I, I What's did his all name? the guitars. Chris Scott. Yeah. He wrote the melody and the lyrics, so he's going to get most of the money. The other <laughs> thing is, you know what I like? I fucking turn that camera on to the, put the fireplace on. I don't need. I don't like looking at myself. Right. Like you make this into a podcast, it's fucking genius because you can't see the people. You have right. to imagine. You have to it. listen to them. Yeah. Because it makes the conversation more meaningful, you I focus think. focus more on what's being yeah. said instead of looking at them. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, who wants to look at you and me? You know? I'm a radio guy, right. man. A couple of bold white guys talking mm-hmm. about abortion. And you can't see me smoking. <laughs> Filthy, dirty fucking front and habit. <laughs> Fuck. I hate smoking. It does nothing for you. Yeah. And I'm allergic to nicotine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'm phlegmy all the time. I got big chunks of phlegm coming out. All the time. Yeah. Which is good, I guess, because it's coming out at least. Yeah. Yeah. But. I like his voice, man. Yeah, what else am I hearing now? Jim Morrison? Yeah, maybe a bit of that, yeah. He did like Iggy Pop. You even got the... That's a photograph of each of our faces then oh, yeah? ripped up and then reconstituted. Yeah, which right? one's you? My eye is the is the left eye. Okay. Look, from, yeah? your, from where you're looking. Looks like a chick's eye. No, that's... I was, <laughs> I was cute when I was 20, in this my one? 20s, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> I was cute when I was I, in my 20s. You're still cute to me, I baby. I was fighting the girls off. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Seriously? Were you I was, good I was a lead guitar player in a, in a rock band. Fucking A. Who was signed to a label. Right? Yeah? Yeah, that was quite good. Okay, so give me the give me the quick history. Start at the beginning. So the beginning. London, England. Yeah. Until eight years old. And well, then you got to tell me. I was born there, and we moved around a lot. So your parents like were together until how long? How old were you when they split? I was 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so what year were you born? 64. 64. Yeah, in London. So, you're so we well moved, we moved around a lot, but we were basically London-centric. And, uh, and then we went abroad. When I was about six, five or five years old, I must have been, we went abroad. And my dad went, my mom and dad kind of split up for a few little while. My oh. dad, I was five, my sister was six. Okay. And uh, my dad and my sister went to Morocco. So what's abroad? What do you mean? Abroad. Oh, uh, uh, left the country. Okay. We went, yeah. Right. So um, my dad went to Me- uh, Morocco with my sister. And my mom took me to Afghanistan. What? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, in 1971. What the fuck? Right? And, For um, what? Well, it's a long story. She probably wouldn't appreciate me give, saying too much, a Who lot would? about it. But Who anyway, wouldn't? we went Who wouldn't across Europe. We were in a van with a couple of other people and we drove across Europe I can remember all kinds of places staying in weird houses in Germany and we slept on a cargo ship one night in Hamburg I believe I remember traveling down through Greece and Turkey big change as soon as you hit Turkey and uh, then on through Iran into Afghanistan and we lived we stayed in Afghanistan for a while and then there was an accident 
we were driving down the road and this old man stepped out from behind a bus and they knocked him down so the police obviously come and it's foreigners foreigners who have now knocked down this old guy and he died right so uh they took everyone's passports away right so now we're stuck in afghanistan and i'm like at this point now six years old because it's been six months since we traveled over there so we're now stuck there for a few months in kabul in afghanistan we can't go anywhere so my mum decides oh you're going to go to school there was only one English language school in Kabul in 1971. It was the U.S. Embassy in Kabul. So I actually went to school in the U.S. Embassy with all the kids of the U.S. diplomats. Right? Wow. And I was there for like two or three months, uh, you know, because my mom wanted me to go to school. Right? I was huh. six years old. And, uh, <laughs> and then my mom, everyone got their papers back. Right? Everything was settled. Everyone was free to go. And, um, of course, my mom had no money to fly back, but she happened to be friends with the the singer, Donovan, old friend. Called him up, hey, Don, I'm stuck in Afghanistan with my son. Where is he? He's in England. I'm stuck in Afghanistan with my son, and can you help out? Booked a plane tickets, right? Via, I think we flew to Pakistan from Afghanistan. No, we took the bus. That's right. We took the bus from Pakistan to Afghanistan through the Khyber Pass. And then we flew to Tehran. And then from Tehran, we flew to, to London. First class went from Tehran to London as well, on the courtesy of Donovan. Six years old. Yeah. Flying with mom in the right? front of the plane. Right? <laughs> so that, you know, I ended up back in England. It's amazing because so, I, I don't remember anything from my childhood hardly. Yeah. But then I was going. back in London, well, close to London. Yeah. And uh, and then, like I said, I ended up getting a scholarship to this private school. In the country. So, yeah. So, okay. So, quickly, you know, this 11, would you call it? 11 plus exam in England. Yeah. You If you take, everyone takes that exam. And in those days, it decided whether you went to like the state school, which they used to call the secondary modern, which is basically the trade school. Or you went to the grammar school, which is like for the bright kids, you know. Uh-huh. Or if you were really good, you got a scholarship to a private school, right? So, so I did this exam. I didn't. How about cost? Uh, is it state sponsored? Oh yeah, yeah private yeah, school. Yeah, the schools. So you get a scholarship. The, it's paid. The scholarships for. are funded by different bodies. The one that I got was sponsored by. So this is the local only authority. based on. So this, it's not classist, but it's it's. Uh, how do you academic say academic achievement? It's, what, what do you call it when you class people by their IQ, which is really streaming, touchy isn't thing. it? It's streaming, right? What they do is they. they I don't think it's an IQ test. It's they, 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 It's an exam, which which you know they, you're going to have an in, a written portion, which is like comprehension. You're going to have to read a piece of. Oh, writing, so it's general. Right? Yeah. And then you're going to okay. have to answer questions about Which it. Which is much different right? than an IQ test. And then there's, you know, math, mm-hmm. right? And then there's general knowledge. And there's history. And you do all these things. Wow. Bit, I don't know. You know, I mean, they, it was everyone did it at 11. It was so were you, deal. were you a good student? You know? Did you I wasn't a great student. I, I, was, I kind of was the kid looking out the window dreaming about, you know what's going on outside. So you just gotta you get you retain easily, I mean, or your parents. Bright. I I was yeah. I, I was really curious. Okay. I would consume books of facts. Oh, okay. So I was like, you always yeah. want me on your quiz team. Yeah. You know, and 
so I think that was um, the thing. And so I was just naturally curious and absorbed a lot okay, of information. Okay, okay, but cool. I wasn't a good student. And uh, I was always getting told off by the teachers. Yeah. But the teachers liked me because they knew I was bright, right? And when mm. it came to doing the test... You've, you've eased them. Yeah. Um, and I also knew it was important and it mattered to my parents. Right? Mm-hmm. And also, I was competitive. My sister had passed, right? My sister had done... Older? Me. Older sister, year and a half older, right? How many siblings? Oh, now no. I've got four. No, but... Yeah. The- then I, it was just me and my sister. Yeah. My brother was born when I was eight, so he's a little younger than me. So same uh, parents, same parents. So you had, so you yeah. ended up with three from the same parents. Yeah, and then my dad had a couple of kids when he was older than you, fifty-six. <gasps> I love your dad. Can I meet him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need yeah. a mentor. <laughs> yeah, he had, he met a younger girl, you know, and uh, you know she wanted to have kids, so he had two more. I got two little sisters, uh, fifteen and nineteen. Yeah, in fact, I think Claire's turned twenty. Not yet, but uh, yeah. How old are they now? Fifteen and nineteen. Oh, they're fifteen, nineteen now. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Interesting. Love it. So he was sixty. Yeah. He was around fifty-six 50... when he the first one. You know. Yeah. Okay, so you write the test. You're you're in the top five percent. Get the scholarship at the private school. So now, which I'm is where? The, so we're it's Truro in the southwest of England. It's a Methodist boys' school. Religious. Well, Methodist. So okay. in the in the Celtic areas of England, like Cornwall and Wales, you got a strong Methodist tradition. It kind of grew out of the Celtic Church, you know, because the Celtic Church was kind of subsumed by the Catholic Church, uh, and then, but they still had separateness, mm-hmm. right? So when the Reformation happened, the Methodist Church really took hold there, and so it was like a boys' school. For for the county and you know it was uh the scholarships were offered right by the local authority paid for for the kids who were in the top five percent of the county exam right and uh so i got it and it's funny thing going to that school was funny because i'm going to school with kids who are all 99 percent of them are, are, are paying to go there their parents or somebody is paying for them to go there right and I was reminded of it every day by the teachers. What? You're lucky to be here, Wilby. I'm thinking, I'm not lucky to be here. I'm here on merit. I'm the only one in this room who's here on merit. Right? And I knew that. But they would rub it in every day. You know, you're, you, you, you're lucky to be here because you don't, you don't belong. Why? Right? Status? Class? Right? You're from the wrong class. <coughs> right? <coughs> Working <coughs> class kid with hippie parents. Right, you know. Oh, I right? see. So you get the scholarship; it's paid for, but you're going to school, and now it's class. Oh, I see. So you're—they're all rich kids in private school. Is f- it wasn't their kids? The kids were fine, right? Right, kids. But you're ended up in a class. The teachers, system. no, right? They're. I thought the way you were talking is like all the bright kids went to the bright school, and everyone didn't have to pay, and it no, no, based, no, no, it was no, based no, on no. merit, not class. No, the private school. Is, is all about class. Yeah, it's just that the local authority. But you slipped in the because you're a The local authority will pay for a certain number of kids right. to go every okay. year, right? Okay. Girls and boys, right? So, so now what grade's this? That would be grade 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, so high school. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you grew up yeah. in the public school system until then? Yeah. And then 11, you get the test? 
But then in high school, you go to the private school. There's a Methodist boys' school, so it's all boys. You oh, know, wow. um, chapel every morning. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, rugby, cricket, rugby, football, soccer, yeah. athletics. I had this teacher, math teacher, and he would um, he, he would punish you by giving you laps. Yeah. So if you were late for your homework, that six laps of the track, which was a mile, of cool. track, perfect. Every freaking lunchtime. I was up on the track doing laps for this bugger. Marley Monks, he was called. He used to be a runner, but he kind of lost his shape. And so what was the penalty for? Usually talking in class. Mouthing off. Just being, being a just smart being a kid. ass. Being, being a boy. Do whatever. No. He, he, took, he went out of his way. I'm pretty sure he had a deal with the rugby coach. To get, send him some talent. Get will be fit. <laughs> right? <laughs> The conspiracy to get you fucking on the rugby team. I was fit as a fiddle. I mean, yeah, you're, you're always, <laughs> right yeah. and, on the rugby field. So it was funny though. That that was how I got fit was from punishment. Wow. <laughs> Let's not to enjoy it. You know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go run a mile. No problem. <laughs> For lunch. Done this six times this week. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stamina. I did my punishment before I got in trouble. I already banked my mile, man. <laughs> He would come up and check on me, too. Make sure you're running. Mm, Yeah. Well, that's something we don't get much these days. Yeah. So, anyway, that was the story of that. Um, And then, so what? Well, after I left high school. This isn't you anymore, right? No, I don't know what that is. Was that you before? I don't know. The last song. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't hear it. Oh, shit. We're listening to In Living Color. I thought it was you. Royal Assassins, no, under my yeah, it was, nice yeah. Oh, that was the one we just listened to, yeah. That was okay. the one. Yeah. Okay, so when do you when's music come in? About then. High yeah. school? Well I started playing guitar when I was about eleven. Um What's learning. Well reading. what time you go what age are you going to high school at? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, in England it's different system. Oh, okay. Right. So at eleven you go to high school by uh, I was ahead in my cohort because I both, my birthday's in September. So Me I was too, always yeah. the youngest kid in the class. Me too, yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, by the time I was 16, I was out of there, you know, and I was playing music. Oh, bands, shit. Okay. You know, moved to London, back home. Yeah. And, what was uh, your scene? We lived in a Because I always like a freaking... This is 1980s. You should be a skinhead type of guy, it's no? 19, it's 1981. Did you go that way? No. No, you didn't no, go for the punk I, rock? I, I was into the punk rock, not skinhead thing. Oh, but the yeah. skinhead had their own brand of music, didn't yeah. they? Or was uh, punk rock kind of... Punk skin music was slightly different and oh, different okay. culture. But, um, <clears throat> normally you think of... They're, they're close, but they're different. Different, mm-hmm. whole different attitude. But no, I was... I, I, this is 1981 London, so it's rough and it's austere. Um, austere. It was not a good time. We were in deep recession. Oh. There was youth unemployment was through the roof. There was nothing. The government, Thatcher had got in. She cut everything, cut all government programs. <clears throat> Everybody I knew was unemployed. And we just left high school. There's no jobs. Our parents are unemployed, right? And uh, <clears throat> the housing, there was no housing. So anyway, there was this street of squats in London. What's cool. that? It's a squats. Squatters? Yeah. So there was large... Like air, what it is is the local authorities had can stopped 
renovating certain buildings and said they're they're no good and we're just going to let them rot and there's all these homeless people who need housing right and they can't get housing so they just moved into them right and um <clears throat> there's lots of them in london it's historical and some of them still exist you know some of them have been turned into housing co-ops so anyway we found you know my sister had found this street and this house in this street the whole street was was squats and uh there was one big big one at the end which was the rasters the rasters owned it and apparently the legend is that bob marley stayed there when he came to london well the rastafarians is what you're saying not the name the the rasta family yeah the rasta house we used to call it that's where they were and uh this whole street full of punks and hippies and old buses and broke down cars and everyone was kind of like you know living for free someone hooked up the hydro somehow we had free electricity somehow we had water you know and uh we lived there you know a couple of years you know it it went on after i left i moved because i joined a band that were in another city but um we lived there and uh people's carried on living there and eventually they did a deal with the council. The council said, we'll rehouse you. The local authority said, we'll rehouse you all, you know, if we can come in and demolish these places. So they did a deal and they all got rehoused in nice places. And now you go there, it's been demolished and they've built new new buildings, condos, and they've sold them. Uh, but there's videos of that place. It's an Agnes place, uh, South London. So there's videos there's, it's got a wikipedia page about it and there's video yeah there's a video what page do I, what do i search uh saint agnes place saint spell it out st st period agnes place london there's a wikipedia page about it there's like videos saint agnes on agnes fountain the burning train full movie life story i'm not on youtube i would google it Dad. oh i thought you said we could find there it. is a video somewhere on uh on youtube i've i've, I've seen it St. Agnes what? Place. London. Oh, you're looking on YouTube, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, I, I thought would, you said I could find a video there. There is somewhere. I don't know what it's called, but I've seen it. It's a video of a street party um, around the time that I was there. But I think it might be linked to the, the Wikipedia page. Okay. There's a lot of legendary uh, squats in London. So we were 17, 18 years old, you know, um, no prospect of getting work. Um, Margaret Thatcher came in and abolished student grants. So it's like, you got no chance of way to making money. You got no, you got to take a loan to go to school, right? It was dystopia to us, right? We were like, oh, everything that we've been told that we were gonna grow up to do and have is, snatched away it started when she took away the milk when i was in elementary school she was the how the educa- education minister and we used to get free milk every day little bottle of free milk every kid right she's cancelled it and they called her thatcher the milk snatcher that was my first encounter with margaret thatcher at like nine years old or something like that ten years old and she was education minister. And then she got elected prime minister. And then she really went to work. 
makes me laugh when I hear people on the right idolize Thatcher. You lived yeah. it. I lived it, mate. I know. Yeah. I was on the far end of that social engineering project that they took, they ran on Experiment. England. Experiment. Yeah, that they ran. And they're still running. Yeah. In England. Oh, yeah. Austerity. They've got austerity still in England. It just stopped for five minutes because they had an election. Remember the government announced an end to austerity next year. <laughs> so what's austerity? Why do you, how do you? They want to cut taxes. They don't want to pay Services. taxes, right? The rich, the really rich people who paid the most taxes percentage, you know, not percentage wise, but because they make more money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They want to pay want less. Want to minimize what they pay and they have the money to control these politicians. And so they're going to push that that narrative that we've got to cut taxes so austerity is <laughs> and what? so austerity is basically well we've got to cut back on education we've got to cut back on public programs we've got to cut welfare we're going to have to cut because we want to cut taxes doing any training programs that we're funding education you're going to have to pay for it you know we might have to start charging you more for your health care and that's austerity right okay and then uh and what happens is the economy gets deflated even more as a result of it any economist will tell you with you know austerity politics is not great economics you know no because what did they do during the the crash in 2008 they started printing money like it was going out of style all of a sudden it wasn't austerity not for the banks right we're gonna keep printing money you know and who's paying for that who paid for that we did we did Right, and the banks got all the fucking cash, all the fat cats cash. had all their golden right? parachutes. None of it trickled down. Mm-hmm. Anything it trickled down was something else. Right? So, yeah, I don't believe the car- the capitalist man. I don't. Well, I mean, you have to look at the bi- at the bigger picture. I think, uh, as far as systems go, we know communism is not going to work. Well, no, we know right. it's not going to. You guys, you, you have to have a mix. And if we nature. had a straight capitalistic mm-hmm. society, we wouldn't have any market regulations. We wouldn't have any taxes. We wouldn't have any social services. Yeah, we wouldn't have any cops. We wouldn't have. It'd just be every man for themselves. It was straight capitalism. Well, so so even yeah, cops is a, a socialist liberal. idea. Yeah. Transit, like we do, yeah. have a lot of socialism. We do. We do. So it's a uh, mixed we, But we're system. blind to it, right? When then we start saying, calling, you know, like I've heard, what was it lately? I think, oh, somebody was calling, for example, CNN far left. Oh, it was something you posted. It was a Daily Wire, which is a far right publication. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I'm, right. I don't, but, I wouldn't say CNN's far to, to, left. They're just but, no, but that's socialist what it, left. You yeah. didn't say that. The yeah. clip said that. Right, okay. I saw it on the strip line. Far left publications uh, broadcaster CNN was oh, the lead on the story. Oh, really? Okay. Right. That's sometimes I, I read most it, of the time and I'm like, I like really, really. Yeah, well, so, they're to me, they're 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 center right, right? Oh, okay. Right, they're they're establishment to the core. They're oh, Washington establishment yeah, centric right. uh-huh. to the I core. You, yeah. I I see them as the problem a problem too, but right. from a completely different angle. Right. right, no, I get you. Whereas the right's calling That's them far the... left. I'm standing over here on the far left going, no, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> right? Yeah, because you're on the far, well, not they're the closer far to left, you. but your left, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, you know, that's wow. what, what I'm seeing, you know. Yeah, and that's one thing I, I'm enjoying about Trump, I think, is because he seems so anti-establishment. Like he's really he, saying fuck you to everyone. I think he's anti-establishment. I think he's got a... He's not a... He's not he's got a, a, no, no, don't. Uh, I said that wrong. He's got a beef. He's not an establishment guy. No, and I think that's what, not that like, drives his anim- animosity. 
you know, because they he was always excluded, right, mm. from Washington society. Yeah. He was always that the kind NFL. of nouveau riche guy who yeah. got his money from his dad, you know, yeah. and he's kind of like always been like that, and he's always been a bit brash and tasteless, and so I think he's always mm. been treated that way. Right. So now he's the big dog. Yeah. Right. Oh. You can see it. That's the. Yeah. It's like his payback time. Right. Fuck you, everyone. Look That's at me. That's what it is. So I don't think he's anti-establishment. I think no, no, he's pro-Trump. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I don't. I think he's sticking it to the establishment because right. they're the ones who he d- excluded him, like mm-hmm. like, like the NFL. He's yeah. going after the NFL yeah. any chance he gets. Oh yeah, because he's so bitter. <laughs> he's bitter. <laughs> right. He wanted those Giants so bad. He'll own the Giants after he's done, probably. <laughs> he's going to make so much money when he's done being president. I don't know how much money he's going to make in jail. We'll see. <laughs> Whether he'll or, even make it. Because I yeah, honestly believe the Iranians are going to get him. Can't say that. Yeah. I think that it's gonna, they're going to get him. Well, like I said, I said he wouldn't make an inauguration day, so he's proved yeah. me wrong many times over yeah. on that. But yeah. Okay, so Rockstar. When did it, the... Rockstar. No, you just said, "Hey, I was a yeah, I was a musician. Oh, right, yeah, I was so, a good-looking yeah, so kid." So what happened was, I was in, so I'm in London. I'm player. in London, and I I meet this guy because one of the guys was living in the house. His brother comes up from another city to visit him, and he's a drummer. And he finds out I'm a guitar player, and he's like, "Oh, I got a band. We need a guitar player. Our guitar player is leaving. Do you want to come down and try out?" So I was like, "Yeah, all right." So I went down there. It's a couple of hours of drive. <coughs> <clears throat> went down there loved it loved the city liked the band they wanted me so I stayed you know I went back to London got my stuff I remember when I left London I had one travel case like a chest you know travel chest and that was all my possessions and, it's, and a ghetto blaster and, yeah, and a guitar that was it anyway I went down to, London, to, to Bristol and uh, played with this band for about a year or two played a few festivals some demos you know i was really learning to be in a band you know and you know played a lot of those bad gigs that you play in the early days have those equipment nightmares because you haven't because you haven't got your your shit together and um i remember playing one gig where the drum kit was sliding across the stage every time the drummer hit the bass drum and i had to stand one of the bass players actually did it he stood with his foot foot on the bass drum on the base, uh, so uh, so I've seen a guy on stage <laughs> fighting the the kicker. That's why drummers always have carpets, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> or, or rubber feet or whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that was that, and then uh, that kind of band kind of fizzled out, and I was looking for another band, and I was in a music store, and I saw this sign on the wall, and it just said, "Come on, it's just a story right out of the book." Sign on the wall. You got to write a book in man. the music store. It said, Dude, "Have you ever thought?" Of- yeah, I thought about it. I'm too lazy. Yeah. Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I heard it works great. It he said, does. psycho-funk guitar player Come required. on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> and he said, that's what I aspire to be. Yeah. Right? So I uh, I, I called him up, and uh, it was this band. You rang him up. I rang him up. Isn't yeah. that what you guys said? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I rang him up. speaking Canadian I, now. I rang him up on the telly. Yeah, oh, so uh, and, uh, yeah, I called him up, and it was Chris, the guy who oh, was singing no. there. And uh, he was like, yeah, we got a band. We need a guitar player. When I, again, same old story. Our other guy quit. Yeah. So I joined those guys, and I stayed with them eight years. We did. Uh, we got a record deal. Uh, did a couple of uh, LPs and a single. 
that record What's company. a record deal look like? When it you're... wasn't great uh, record company. It was a little record company in London owned by this guy called Clive Solomon. And uh, he had a bit of money because, you know, they had a few bands. Signed. One band that was on that label when we were there were Pulp. You remember Pulp? Vaguely. Love of the Common People. Yeah, huge yeah, yeah, in yeah. England. Yeah. yeah. Great tune. Yeah, so that's Pulp. Well, back before that, they were on this Rinky Dink label with us. And um, and then they signed a band who were a bit bigger than everyone else, right? Called the Spaceman 3. And they went all in. They went all in on the Spaceman 3, the record label. So we're coming at them with all these great songs, like our best stuff yet. And they're like, oh, well, well we're, we're concentrating on the Spaceman right now. We might see about that next year, right? <laughs> okay. And we're like, oh, okay, see you later. So we just walked. Fire again. Don't fly. 
Stop back again. Hats on tight again. Hopes on love again. 